Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to All the Hype, the weekly dose of pop culture, entertainment, and random topics of discussion, all for your amusement. I'm on your co-host, Shane, over there we got. Hey, what up, Hype Squad? This is Arslan. Shay, you ready to get hyped? I'm ready to get hyped, baby. Let's ready get it. Ready to get hyped, dude. We're back, full swing. We had two back-to-back episodes for people, movie review extravaganza, and our Kanye Blowout episode. So Kanye Blowout. I can't wait to keep the train rolling. <laughs> He's blowing up or blowing out? I don't know. He's doing something. I don't know. But you know who was blowing up? Who's that? Golden State. They just won the playoffs. Yes, dude. Football is the best sport Fo- in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love it. Nope. The, all the touchdowns, nope. all the paints being, being hardened. You know what I mean? I just Wait, what? Go to harden the paints, right? <laughs> the paints being hardened? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Before, well, we, before we get into this, yeah. can you explain to me something? As a, a guy that I'm about to get my guy card revoked, what do they I'm mean by to. going hard in the paint? Why is that a thing in basketball? It is basketball. Yeah. basketball. yeah, you're catching so, on. Like, why? Like, where's that coming from? What, how's that? Where does work? the phrase come from? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I would think that it, it just means that someone's like... Super focused and doing work. In the in the pain is in the D, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Actually, I just Googled hard in the pain, and that's not what I wanted to come up. A portal. <laughs> so. All right. Duly noted. So. All right. Oh, my God, guys. I am so sorry. This is so unprofessional. We're getting business calls for the podcast, you know? Like, we're uh-huh. getting blown up. So, this is pretty people we're just keep trying to throw money at us right exactly yeah, that's what's going on so uh yeah i just got a business <laughs> call actually with people interested in our podcast but um because we go hard in the paint in business oh see how i brought full yeah, circle full hashtag circle. professionalism yeah, yeah exactly. all that football knowledge exactly. come back in to help us out. <laughs> but yeah so i've been hearing rumblings about the big playoffs but since you're the our sports advocate on the show why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on so all i know is basketball so i'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> so don't don't ask me about any other sports but mm. but yeah so it the Cavs and golden state made it into finals um back to back so last year was the same thing and uh, same result, too. Golden State won last year. They won this year. Back-to-back champions. Oh, shit. So, I mean... So, this is a grudge match. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think they're the... Well, Golden State is the best team in the league right now. Oh, okay. And, uh, well, the, the, these playoffs are really interesting. So, we had um, Houston, uh, the Celtics, the Cavs, and the Warriors mm-hmm. go into the semi- semifinals. And uh, I really wanted Houston to go up against the Celtics because okay. I just wanted the underdogs to win on both sides. And yeah, then that's I, always a good story. And then I don't really care who won at the end, but none of them made it, basically. <laughs> both of them didn't make it. And so it became like a Cavs-Warriors uh, final again. Which everybody um, wanted, right, at the end of the day? No, well, I mean... Because think about two of the best teams, that's always going to be a good Honestly, match, the Cavs what. aren't probably... So, so let me get into it. So first yeah. of all, I want to say congrats to the Warriors. I mean... Yeah, congratulations, back, uh, San Fran. Good job. Way to... Oakland? Way to... Yeah. Oakland? <laughs> yeah. Way to, you know... <laughs> way to win basketball. It's in the vicinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah save up. No, no, I mean, but they played well as we knew they were going to play. We knew this was going to be a challenge for, for the Cavs or mm-hmm. any other team that was going to go up against the Warriors. That, you're right. Because, yeah. like, yeah, because they've got... So the thing is, like... Yeah. They have a super solid stacked team. They've oh, got four okay. all-stars. Okay. And a fifth that was kind of like he's a semi-all-star, but he's on the bench on Iguodala. But like four people going up against LeBron carrying a team. Four out of five people on the court too. So that's like 90% of the people. Yeah. That's math. Yeah, yeah. But but, yeah. but think about it. Four all-stars. So if one's having a bad yeah, game, you've got three 
Yeah. Potentially at least one of the other three or like uh, maybe two of them or three right. of them, whatever. But they're going to do work. Yeah, so this, so this was a story of everything. And then LeBron is basically on the other end carrying his team. Mm-hmm. He's got maybe one other guy who's uh, Kevin Love. And he was on the bench for most of, you know, the, the early part of the, the semifinal playoffs. Yeah. But like he came back and LeBron really needs some serious help. Well, that's what I've been hearing. So, you know, in our office where we work, all I hear is, like, no matter where Le- LeBron goes, he carries that team to the pl- uh, playoffs yeah. every time on his shoulders, right? So And he did in this time. imagine if he just has, like, one extra, like, all-star next to him? I feel like he'd be unstoppable, that's the, right? That is the whole thing right now, right? So, yeah. like, if, if – so I feel – so I'll, I'll, be, I'll throw it out there. I am a LeBron supporter. Like, I okay. like LeBron James. I, and – like every people have problem with his attitude. It's the same thing with the the Kanye dilemma. Sure. I don't care about his personality. What he does, his craft is on point. He's an incredible athlete. Yes. Yeah. He absolutely. he masters his craft just like Kanye masters his craft. LeBron masters his craft. So is that the big beef that I've been hearing? Like people, I hear, I see it on Instagram all the time where people are like. MJ or LeBron all the time. Yeah, that, that's always that going to happen. So what's going on with LeBron? Is there controversy with him right now? Or is he just generally hated just because he's so good? No, there's no controversy. But I feel like even like the reporters at the end, the post-game reporters or the pre-game reporters, they, they always try to like mm. like start up some drama, start up some shit. Like oh, between, really? Yeah, and, and the, the whole Le- the MJ-LeBron thing, that's always going to... like MJ is regarded as the best player in the league. And I don't yeah, think anyone's gonna. Time, arguably, right? But no one's gonna take that away because I mean he put the NBA on the map. Yes. This was at a time where like they needed like they they needed like a poster boy, right. and then that was MJ, and okay. like now it's already on the map. So now like to to like overcome what MJ did, like you need something out of this world. Now let me ask you this though. So MJ when he was playing back in the day, yeah, could it be argued that his he also had an all-star team backing him because he had Pippen. That's the argument. Coach, yes, exactly. You know, so that's that's the whole argument. While they, LeBron is carrying the team single-handedly, so what's more impressive? You know what I mean? Not to, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah no. And is. and and again, there's not going to be an answer to this. That is right. the whole argument: is okay, that LeBron cool. is not LeBron doesn't have much help right. versus MJ. I mean, who's obviously, if you put MJ LeBron together, it's going to be a real good matchup. Hell yeah. But, like, MJ still had, like, people that, and again, he yeah. was playing in a league where, you know, maybe it was a little bit more violent at the time, and now people are soft and just flopping everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, they're becoming yeah, uh, you, the, the, soccer players. Yeah. <laughs> where the but, what breeze knocks them over, and they're like, oh, yeah. yellow card. But I, but I truly feel bad for LeBron. Like, right. I wanted. The Cavs to win, and I know Cavs aren't the most loved team in the world, but oh, like yeah. I want like the Yankees essentially, mm. kind of like hated by everybody. Just I, I love won. the Yankees. What are you talking? I know about? Mr. New York over there. Yeah, <laughs> but like I feel bad for LeBron, and then like afterwards he 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 said he came clean. And he was like, yeah, I was dealing with the uh, hand injury because like game one they uh, you so you didn't see it, but like yeah. they lost game one went into overtime. Okay. And the last five seconds of that overtime, or like before it went into overtime, the last five seconds where they could have clutched up, Jr., who is uh, Jr. Smith on on the Cavs, mm-hmm. had made a blunder of a play. Oh shit! He really? thought they were up, and then they fi- they got the ball in their possession, and instead of trying for a shot, you know, may might not have gone in, but in- instead of even trying, the dude just walked it off, thinking they were ahead and they had won the game already. Oh, and shit. And a complete blunder. 
And then, and then LeBron basically said that, hey, yeah, I, I went back. I was frustrated. I was emotional. Because like, even the coach didn't call a timeout. They had a timeout. If they called a timeout, it would have been in their possession, and they would have been able to like make another play. But nothing happened. LeBron was like, I went back, and I punched the wall. Or I punched something, and he broke his wrist. Oh, really? And so he was playing. So game two, three, uh, two, three, and four, he played basically with a broken wrist. But anyway, anyways, he didn't say it before because he's like, I didn't. Basically, I, I, he didn't say that, but he didn't want to bitch, basically. Sure. So he didn't want to come across as that. Because he didn't want to give person. excuses. Yeah, right? exactly. Because yeah, exactly. then everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, you're already losing and now you're going to make this shit up. So, right. Like, every, and the thing is, like, people are so quick to hop on, like, LeBron's, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the opposite side of LeBron. Like, they're so quick to judge him and, then, like, insult him and, like, make some yeah. shit up about him. And, like, I feel bad for the kid because he was bred to play this game well he's a monster isn't he because he's in like six eight and he's just steamrolls everybody because not only is he tall but he's incredibly athletic because yeah sometimes i see these really tall players who yeah they're good they're at lanky. more defensive right rebounders yeah. but then they can't shoot like i remember uh no joakim noah right from the bulls back when he was yeah. playing with him he was a great defender rebounded like a motherfucker but he couldn't shoot for shit he had that goofy ass free throw right and uh, but LeBron, he's an athlete. He can run. He can shoot. He can pass. Like he's an all-around monster. Yeah. And I feel like it's like the argument with Kanye. Any genius of their time, and genius can be applied to athletes. Yeah. Because sure. he knows the game, and I feel like LeBron got to this point because not only is he physically gifted, but he's also a strategy player, right? He can play the game properly. One hundred percent. Yeah. So and that's that type of genius that people love to hate on and. Kanye too so I think LeBron's kind of a product of our current social media yeah where people dogpile no they really do and and it's funny you mention that because like in in these like in this playoffs in these playoffs like one of the reporters mentioned a play Mm -hmm. and like this just became apparent but like as soon as they asked LeBron a question about hey which how'd you feel about this and then he basically played that back in his photogenic memory he's like yeah yeah so this happened the ball went from this guy he by name he knew he knew exactly what had happened five ten he could he can go back and he could tap into his memory yeah. and go back into that play and say yeah yeah he and it wasn't even everything about him like this guy passed to this other guy he missed he tripped or like you know he his shot was a little bit off on the left or the right he called back like a game that's 45 minutes or whatever right i mean he, he can call back into like 10 minutes or whatever, five minutes ago or like Holy within shit. this time. Yeah. Play by play, he called it back. And like the, everyone was kind of like taken aback. Like, holy shit. Like, like he actually knows this shit. He, right. but, but after like, think of it this way. Like you do one thing day after day. Mm-hmm. It's a basketball game with the same. And in, in this regard, it's the same people here and there. He knew everybody by name, where the ball went from you know one point to another point, and he can call back in that forty-five minutes, which ends up with timeouts and everything, an hour and a half, two or two and a half hours. He can call back every play, so he is a wow. genius. And like, and then I'm someone sorry, asked, that, that actually blows me away because with how fast-paced basketball is, it's not like other sports where, like in the NFL, it's stopping and starting, so you can call back a play right because it's constant. But the, with the NBA, moving back and forth kind of like soccer, yeah. the fact that you can recount that and that type of specificity is incredible. Exactly. I'm blown away right now because I had no idea. You're, te- you're telling this to somebody with a clean slate yeah, yeah. and no opinion one way or the other. So, so, so awesome. they actually asked um, the coach on the Warrior side, mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, they asked him, hey, uh, did you hear about LeBron You know, playing back all these plays that he had? You know, once we they, he was asked a question, right. and he was like, uh, they were like, is this normal? He's like, yeah, this is normal for like, 
really gifted players. Like, good wow. players can do that. Holy shit. Because they take their craft seriously. It's just like, you know, you know, when we do something that we have an interest in or we have a skill in, you know, we can call it back. Maybe not to this degree even, but, like, you know, at least we can call it back. So, anyways, I got to give LeBron credit. I feel bad for him. Now that the discussions are coming out about, you know, he's going to be a free agent after this. Oh, and he, okay. And so, like, now what does he do? Does he stick around? Does he go? They've asked him, and he's like, I, I don't know. I got to take a... A deeper look into this because he's now he said he said he's got kids and everything so he said he didn't have this you know all these circumstances when he went to miami last time so he's like now i got a lot more to consider before i can make a decision so now the thing is like oh where does he go does he go with the team that has another all-star and you know they can try to take the ring back or Mm -hmm. he can try to aim for the ring because you need a monster of a team to beat golden state golden state has they're just too good. They're too good. They're like, like the golden age of the Bulls, Steve, right? Steve Curry, like in one of the games, made nine consecutive three-pointers. Point, three that sounds impressive. I don't know what that means, but it sounds very impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah. Very, very Because that's impressive. not something common in the league. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Yeah. As a passionate NBA fan, where do you want to see LeBron? Like, where would you put him? Yeah, I feel like he's going to get hate no matter what. So no matter where he goes, it's gonna. No matter him. where he goes, I think either the, I think the easiest solution is for the Cavs to actually find another All Star, trade away some of their weaker players, and find another All Star. Yeah. Because uh, this isn't working. Like the team right now, the team they've got, oh, it, it's tough. Like in that right. first in game one in the finals. Yeah. Um, LeBron scored. I think it was fifty one points out of like. He scored like half the points. Yeah, a little less than half the points. Jesus Christ. He scored half the points. He carried this team. And that was the game I told you where they made the blunder at the end. So it was like 107-107 tie game. Before it went to OT, LeBron made 51 of the 107 points. Because I don't remember Jordan performing like that. Yeah. Isn't 51 points obscene amount of points to score in one game? Because I see like when somebody scores 30 points, that's considered incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, to be, like, almost double that? Yeah, 51's, I mean, that's a really good game. Like, no, no, no I know, like, Kobe scored, like, 60 points in one game. It was, probably wow. wasn't a playoff game, but, like, I mean. And that's why not, Kobe's not, one of the greats, though, right? He's Kobe, considered one of the greats. Kobe's one of the greats. And I yeah. think, uh, like, back in the day, Will Chamberlain, uh, he scored, like, 100 points. But this is, like, back, back in the day. Jesus. Things have, a lot of things have changed. But anyways, yeah. like, again, my point is, like, LeBron's carried this team. Like that was a tough, tough journey for him. I feel mm-hmm. for him, but like, you know, it is what it is. I, I think the the solution is for the Cavs management to get another All Star on that team and like really do work. Yeah. Um, but that's the easiest solution for the Cavs. The easiest solution for LeBron is legit. Like, go on a find a team that's already got an All Star and has a, like find a team that's decent right now. Mm. That that has a ch- that maybe has a chance to beat the the Warriors, and then you you go on that team, and then you kill it. The only okay. thing is, LeBron gets paid like what thirty mil. Yeah, like they gotta find that budget. So uh, let me ask you this, and as a Chicago fan, because when I first immigrated to this country, I I, I came in during the Bulls era, right? Yeah, yeah. So everybody was watching basketball back then. So I kind of want to see LeBron come to Bulls. What are the odds of that, or even chances of that? And are we even good? So the Bulls right now suck. So do the really? Knicks. How bad? How bad are we right now? Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it. it's pretty bad. Yeah. So the Bulls suck. The Knicks suck. Um, I don't know how how good the chances are. 
it depends on who can who's got the budget and the availability because everywhere everybody would want lebron it's just it's it's a matter of timing and like what how you can sell it to lebron because you you really need to sell lebron on like the whole relocation thing now too because he's got family he's got kids Mm. so i don't know yeah, because he doesn't want to move the kids around, right? Because they want to kind of get subtle. Yeah, so. he also wants to be around, which I respect, right? So yeah, he doesn't want to abandon his team just because they had one misstep, right? Because well, a, it's twice in a row, right? Because wasn't the I found it ironic, and there was this really good article about how he left and everybody booed him, and then when he came back, there was a parade saying the most hypocritical city in the nation. No, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> that is exactly how it works. I'm like, that wow, short-term memory is amazing. That's how they feel, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but. And then my last question before I move on to the next topic is how do so LeBron's a very polarizing figure in the basketball world. How does he gain more respect and kind of shut out the haters? Like, what does he have to do? So I think uh, so. He he said this in an interview is um, he's done things in his in his career early on. Yeah. Which which kind of led to his negative reputation. Sure. And he's he's become so much more seasoned as as the years have gone on. He's learned to like, like one to like filter out all the hate, and two just literally he just on his like he's working on his craft. Like if you see his game now, dude, it is polished. Yeah. He is so good at what he does. Like and do he doesn't overreact. The peak of his career. Yeah. Right now. Like okay. even when they did this, they had this blunder, or like when people miss and do all this shit. You know how like. There, there are players that start fights. They're with their own team. There are players that bitch at the other teammates, and you know, what? you miss the shot. And yeah, the people like, obviously well, he doesn't show. Yeah. He doesn't show any emotion anymore because now he knows that anything he does mm-hmm. is gonna be very like deeply scrutinized yeah. and pro and more often than not gonna be negatively scrutinized. Damn. So he's pretty much on eggshells all the time because he's so closely monitored. But he does it so gracefully now nice. like he just like you know he tries he gets it in fine he, he doesn't get it in fine like no like he he, he shows emotion awesome. when he's having a good game obviously like he, he's in the zone like and that, yeah, that and should be the teammates up but as neg- well, but right? not negatively like he doesn't okay. he does, he's not bitching at anyone like even when jr did this he was like hey what you didn't take a shot we were open with timeout timeout whatever way he was trying to just call something but mm. like he didn't he would he did go back and punch a wall but like <laughs> He's got to let it out somehow, right? Yeah, but I he mean, did that in private, right? Because you said it was in the locker room when he did that. I mean, so. if, if you did half the work on a group project yeah. and then you still got, you an, still F got an F or something, right. like, well, how would you feel, right? Oh, I feel like shit. So right? I told, dude, listen, I, I'm totally unbiased, and I totally get where LeBron's coming from, and I have immense respect for him. And I just want to say, hey, congratulations to not only the uh, Golden State Warriors, but I mean the Cavaliers, because even making it to the finals of the NBA – it's pretty fucking dope. Right? Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, hey, good luck to LeBron. Uh, you guys, keep us updated on what happens with him now that he's a free agent. You actually got me really interested. And this is a non-basketball or even a big sports fan. So, dude, thanks for that, man. I really appreciate that segment, man. <laughs> you got <laughs> it. The, the sports segment, sports segment, yeah. sports segment with Arsenal. Okay, so let's go from one controversial figure to another. That's right. Our boy Kanye. We talked about him last week. And he comes Back this week, dropping another fire album with Kid Cudi, Kids Sees Ghosts. Arslan, did you listen to it? Yes. So I listened to it. So I cannot wait for this album. I was I was like Googling oh, this yeah. album, like when is it coming oh, out? Yeah. I was I was looking Thursday night. <laughs> I was trying to I was at the gym just trying just to refresh, refresh, just refreshing refresh. it and then like and then people obviously put up their own like uh 
fake albums with the same name and i was i ended up down this like weird rabbit hole and then finding weird ass <laughs> music like stupid white noise music God damn it. and then like at the end of the day then friday like he, it, it released and i listened to it right away um yeah. fun like it was interesting actually was, um there's whoever released the album mm-hmm. fucked up the the title sequence so you listen to a song with like the wrong title. This okay. happened for like the first day, yeah. and then they fixed it real quick. <laughs> but like I had all these songs like saved to my Apple Music and all that, and then all of a sudden like I'm, I'm one of my favorite tracks from the, the 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 album, it wouldn't play anymore, and I was so like so disheartened. I was like, fuck yeah. no, I want I want to listen to this song. Hell Turned yeah. out that they changed the names on it because it was all in, in order. Oh, so then so gotcha. they re-released that same uh, album on on. Apple Music and I'm sure all the all the other platforms. Yeah, but it was just interesting. So like, let, let's let's take a step back. Okay. So um, let, let's so you called it you called it another fire um, another fire album. Yes. Again, like I disagree with that last album. I don't think it was fire. And actually, and you, and you I thought wanna, it was okay, right? I thought it was okay, but a little less than a, like okay minus. Okay, or but here's but like the thing. here's the, go on the grading scale for movies. We're gonna apply it to albums as well. What would you give Yee's, uh, Yee? Uh, what grade would you give it? C. <gasps> yeah, no, and then like actually a C plus or well, I wanted to transition from that into this other no, no, no like a solid C. Damn. Sure. Yeah. Damn. So it got worse the more you thought about it since we talked about it last week. It got. I don't think it got worse. I just said it was okay. Mm-hmm. Two songs of the seven are good. Right. All the the other the other five, the other were five pretty are, trash. So like based on that, it's like less than half. So I'm thinking of it even okay. like Kanye come. If you listen to like old the older Kanye albums, like even the 2016 Life of Pablo album. Yeah. Even even half the songs were like really more than half were really good. But even yeah. if half were good, I would have given that a, like a solid B. So okay. in this case, it's less than he only had seven songs. He could have had three good, and I would have given them the same same rating as as Life of Pablo. And I respect that. I think it makes sense. Like I personally, I would give it a B. I think it was a little more favorable than you. But I'm not gonna lie. This that wasn't the album I was excited for, homie. I'm not gonna lie. When he announced the Kid Cudi collaboration, that was the one specifically that I was so fucking jacked for. Yeah, I know. Kid Cudi's been out of the game for a while. Yeah, but I guess uh, I was looking into. Um the like just re- album reviews on mm-hmm. on 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 yay his his solo album yeah and um yeah it it was not being reviewed well really like, it was getting two out of five stars two and a half the most oh shit. and they were saying this is probably the guardian was saying like this is probably gonna go down as one of his worst albums so far Compared to the other ones? Compared to the other ones. It yeah. makes sense, right? I mean... but Yeah, but I wonder, I th- I th- is it because that's bad or his other albums are so fucking good? Doesn't They're matter, right? It doesn't matter. Right? You set a bar. He set a bar for himself and he definitely didn't hit that bar, right? So Touche. You're right. So, like, I mean, yeah. I, and I think the reason why initially we were kind of hyped about... We were really, really hyped about it because he hasn't dropped anything in a while. And, like, right. we... we and, and, and we have and he was in the middle of all that controversy and everybody yeah, likes kind of yeah, like yeah, a true. comeback story exactly you know what I mean? so he comes out strong and shuts down all the haters yeah and unfortunately this album kind of reinforced a lot of the haters that were saying he's trash he's going crazy and then like you said being such a controversial album and getting such mixed reviews didn't help his situation at all yeah no exactly uh, I, I did so wait so again so how did you feel about so then he drops uh, seven days later. 
Says seven tracks on that exactly. album. Seven days later, he drops this collab with Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi, another another fucking ghost. And it just makes sense, right? Because like I haven't heard a Kid Cudi track in a while. Maybe it's that's just me. But like, yeah. But I. But but again, going back to his earlier stuff with Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. all that stuff is pretty dope. Like most of those songs are really good. On on the album, Kids See Ghosts. Even before I'm saying like, oh, whenever okay. they they get together. Have they gone together before? Oh, yeah, plenty of times. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, plenty of times. See, that's why I have you on. You're the... They, they've got a bunch of tracks together. And then, okay, dope. And the thing is, like, you have to understand, I, I think this, <clears throat> this latest album, Kids See Ghosts, mm-hmm. so, so um, we'll, we'll save the reviews for the, for the end, but, yeah. like, Kids See Ghosts, I think, is more a Cuddy album collabed with Kanye. And the reason I say that Ooh, is because if you, if, you, if, you like, um, if you listen to Cuddy stuff, I think this album is more Cuddy than it is Kanye. Okay. Because think about it. It's more like, a, I don't know. It, it, it's more artsy. It's more like, a, like Kanye is straight hip hop. Like he does yeah, hip hop. He's hard. Yeah. He does hip hop very well mixed with other genres. Right. Cuddy has his own like, kind of like transition and uh, psychedelic yeah, like uh, when beats look, with, right. with, with rap infused. And exactly. that mixed in with, Hip hop is is what this album is. Beautifully in, said. In my eyes. Yeah, I mean, look at Man on the Moon, that famous album, right, that he had, which was really his breakout album. Yeah. I mean, that was the definition of out the box hip hop, where he would infuse rock and roll, more ambient sounds, with the more hardcore drum per, uh, percussion, uh, hip hop instrumentals that we're used to today. And that's why I absolutely agree in terms of the creativity factor on the album. It is definitely more, you can see more of Kid Cudi's voice in yes. it than Kanye himself. Yeah. So I'm going to read off like the Guardian's review on this album. Again, okay. they gave it Perfect. four out of five stars. Whereas the Ye album, Kanye's solo album. Four out of came, five? Holy shit. Four out of five. Awesome. And Kanye's album, they gave two, two and a half out of five. Okay. Um, so again, I'm just giving the for reference what they thought of one album versus another sure but i'm just gonna go off the album right now and say um let's see kid see ghost west joint project with kid cuddy has arrived just one week on from his polarizing half-baked eighth solo <laughs> album yay damn the worst record in his previously unimpeachable catalog mm. which i agree with yeah that's well and said. then it goes on thankfully kid see ghost succeeds by avoiding most of the pitfalls that damage his solar release. He ATs the idea that the cabin in the woods, seclusion of Wyoming, where West is whatever. Okay, I'm going to skip all that mm-hmm. and say, um, enter Kid Cudi, whose coloring of West's sound stretches all the way back to the anguished mel- melodic synth pop of 2008 record 808s and Heart- Heartbreak. Oh, that's so again, so, so they're going back to like his, his older stuff. And they've done stuff yeah. since then too. Like in 2016, I think they did more, some more on Life of Pablo. I could be wrong, but, mm-hmm. but anyways, so this, so this album is being regarded as, like, the, this is bringing Kanye back, like redeeming himself. And again, we exactly. mentioned this that. This is the redemption album. And we mentioned right. that in the last episode, right. with, or the Kanye's episode, that we're like, oh, we call he's got to redeem himself oh, yeah. by, by this album being great, mm-hmm. and this album is great. Well, and the other thing is because... Um, it not I think it deals with the controversy that he's been going through a lot better than his soul album, and it kind of um, talks about uh, mental illness throughout their intertwined careers, right? Because 
a lot of the songs delve really into that deep psychological um, emotion that they've been feeling. Yeah. Because both of them have actually had huge road bumps. Kid Cudi came out the gate strong with Man on the Moon, and he had two blockbuster albums. And then after that, you saw he went radio silent. Because um, I don't know if you knew of this. Two years ago, he released a free album that was this weird um, abstract rock and roll album where he was like screaming into the mic. And people crucified him for it. Really? So I feel like he kind of went away for a while. And then maybe uh, when Kanye picked him up and said, hey, listen, you have something to say. You have a very unique vision. And I fancy myself to being the same way. Let's collaborate. Let's make something very important and very relevant. And that's what I think they were able to push through because they're both psychologically complex, dude, for better or for worse. Because I both do think they went through some kind of mental illness with Cuddy's breakdown, and obviously Kanye's huge mental meltdown. And that's what gives the album such complexity and such um, substance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is really rare. Because a lot of the albums, like, it's like getting bitches, getting money, keeping it at 100, keep that's it lit. That's exactly. You know I, mean? I couldn't agree with you more. Like, and, and then rinse and repeat those fucking, like, listen, I love the Migos. They have catchy ass songs, but they made a whole song about stir fry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I wish there's agree. a time and a place for that, but yeah. it's refreshing to see a real artistic albums that are kind of like palate cleansers between the bangers that you want to hear at the clubs. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think the thing we and we talked about this, Kanye like brings emotion and plays with emotion so well. Mm-hmm. The only the problem I had with the Ye album is like it was all over the place. He didn't communicate his emotion well, and when and how he communicated it mostly just sounded like like him just shouting and complaining and yeah kind of like whiny yeah Yeah. he was kind of whiny and in this in this one he's kind of like more reactionary in in terms of like he's angry a little bit he's venting reflecting yeah Yeah. and he's not venting um passively he's venting actively and so that's what i that's what i really liked about this album um again so my, my favorite song in this album is feel the love where Kanye doesn't, oh, yeah. he doesn't fucking say another. He doesn't have a lyric in there. He doesn't have any, any words in that song except for where the chorus at. Just as a, <laughs> as a as a like as a um, segue into the chorus. Right. Um, but that song, all he's doing is, um, I, I guess he's he's, uh, I don't know. He's just making sounds over the beat, like ba da da da, ba da 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 da. But much better than the poopy scoop. That's true. No, absolutely. This one's a little bit better. But this one's like on point, and this one like gets you pumped. This one had a purpose, not that other stupid shit where he's just making sounds. Yeah. This one went with the beat. The other one, I don't. I feel like I don't know where that was coming from. But I feel like he had like um, a seizure or whatever. But what I have to say about this song is, uh, let's forget a poopy scoop thing. But like, let's say uh, officially he released this song, and out of this song, like. Even him just doing, you know, pa pa da pa, tara tara tara, whatever he's doing, can any other artist get away with doing a song with no words, no lyrics? And I know no, the first part so. is like th- there's lyrics by by the other artists in there, but mm-hmm. like the second part of the song is all his. Can anybody get away with that? I don't think so. Absolutely not. That's Kanye, just the Kanye thing. Kanye is a Kanye thing. And I mean, is that kind of like a crutch we're giving him that, oh, he's the artsy guy, so he's allowed to do that and somebody else is not? I mean, I feel kind of hypocritical by saying that. But go with me on this. When he does do it, like in the song you're referencing, I don't know. He does it in so well. 
and it's integrated so smoothly into the song that it feels natural, like a purposeful portion of the song or the instrumental that adds a layer of um, not depth but a little bit more oomph. You yeah. know what I mean to the song that you know because like you know when that beat drops towards the second half, like yeah. you were telling me wait for it, Che, wait for it, watch and it hits, and then he does that like li- not lyrical but those sounds, it becomes a banger all yeah. of a sudden. Well, it changed the whole mood of the song, and that transition I think is really well crafted because he decided to instead of using lyrics, he uses sounds and plays with that. And we mentioned this in the in the Kanye episode that we did a while ago for his Yay album. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think it's a matter of that we it's a, it's a crutch that we give him a creative license. I think an artist you get that creative license when you become an artist. It's what you Good choose point. to do with yeah. it, right? No. So like. Um, why we love why most people love Kanye is he's not afraid to master his craft but after but while doing so he also pushes the limits of that genre right. so like he's a hip hop artist you know we all know that that yeah. that's like that's the most broad way to describe him but like he's that one hip hop artist that pushes the limits of the hip hop genre like he'll bring in like if you if you, if you listen to the, the whole uh, album this one he has snippets from like 1936 what is louis primera or whatever whatever yes, his name louis was? primera in the fourth dimension that's track three on the album he's got he's got like a snippet from him when doing like some santa claus thing and then he kind of puts it in reverse and, which is one of my favorite tracks on the album because he, of that yeah. he's also got another song where he, it starts mm-hmm. off an intro with uh one of kurt cobain's acoustic yeah which one was tracks it? It's one of the songs that I've never heard of, honestly. Even though, like, I like rock and like some of the grunge rock that, that Kurt Cobain's famous for. Yeah, absolutely. But but I, I mostly listen to like one of the, some of his popular songs. But anyways, he's got that, and he's got he's got a bunch of other snippets in there as well. So he's definitely doing like a like he's mixing genres together, and right. then then from that segueing into his beat and his version of it, and right. that like again he's pushing the limits. Of the genre that he's known for. And you make a good point because a lot of people don't realize that hip-hop hasn't been... Rock music has inspired hip-hop yeah. throughout the years. Sure. And Kanye has even admitted, and not just this album, but previous albums before it, that he's been totally inspired by the old-school rock like Kurt Cobain. And I love that he is integrating that within this album. And I know exactly the song you're thinking about. And it's changing from Louis Prima, that old-school sound that... And From the 1930s. 1930s, yes. and then layers it beautifully in the second half with a more hip-hop instrumental yeah. that mixes it up, and the Kurt Cobain intro. And it's that type of depth, and I don't think he pushes the boundaries. I think he draws new boundaries yeah, sure. in hip-hop, where people could be like, I thought this was the uh, ceiling, but this was actually the floor of the next level of the building, and there's a bunch more floors in this skyscraper that we haven't even seen yet. And Kanye is the one that's exploring those levels. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I, I, and that's like the I said, that's what he that's what he's good at. Like, right. And you know what? And I'm going to take this to another level with you. Let me know what you agree. Kanye is a perfectionist through and through. You can hear in his interviews and his passion, maybe to his detriment in his last album, but here it paid off because even if you look at the cover art, which is a beautiful album cover with the Japanese style, you can see the mountain in the back. And the more creative ghost that kind of looks like something on a Japanese wall. The uh, the artist is called Takashi Murakami, yeah. and he did the album for Kids Sees Ghost. But he's done a lot of albums, like Kanye's graduation album with the bear. He did that. Yeah. Oh, so nice. 
Um, so recently, and I don't know if I ever told you this, me and my fiance, we went to a museum where he was, his art was featured, and Kanye was prominently featured in a lot of his pictures with that bear. And he works with Kanye closely because Kanye loves his art. And I love that he commissioned him to do this because if you look at that album cover, there's something haunting about it. Because the kids, they have multiple eyes and everything has a purpose. Yeah. Because the multiple eyes, the complexity of the album and all the messaging, Kanye goes from album to song to lyrics to instrumentals. Yes. And even what he mixes. And you take all those layers together and it's a lot more thoughtful album than you see with any other hip hop album of... Absolutely. Any generation. And I think the reason why he's so successful at it in, yeah. in this album and not this last one, well, even the last one, but like maybe he just, he he didn't connect with the audience on the last one with his fans. Right. But but this one, I think the reason why it goes over so well, and you can tell, is I think he's involved in every piece of the album. Right. You know, from the music, which he should be, down to the artwork. He's involved in every single piece of it. And I think f- for, for that reason, and, and I, I think it's apparent because if he gave it to anybody else, they would have recycled it and it would have became closer to a Migo song than a Kanye song. Exactly. Because that hip hop, like the generic hip hop song of today mm-hmm. is literally, it, it, it's, it's a recipe now. You know, you put in a regular beat, yeah. turn up the bass a little bit, put in some Hardcore lyrics. drums, yeah. Yeah, put then, in some lyrics about, you know, like drugs and bitches and whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then like just have a chorus on it and that's it, and then have 2 chains do a track on it. And, like, the, Featuring that's 2 chains because yeah, you have to have 2 chains on the track. That, that's fucking it. Like, yeah. I mean, and that shit, <laughs> it's good in a club and you're kind of like uh, impaired, but like, you sure. know, I don't know. The Kanye's album, I'll listen to anytime. Yeah, it'll like put me work, in the zone. Or I feel like, tr- and it's actually because of the creativity on the track. When I'm working on my own stuff, like I'll, when we're doing the podcast prep or, you know, my startup company that I'm running, I'm not going to lie, dude. Listening to more creative music like Kanye gets me more motivated while I'm working instead of just club bangers that I want to sip vodka cranberries to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason, this is my other thing about this album, and let me know if you agree, but. Like you mentioned, last album was a hit and miss because it was Kanye by himself, alone with his creativity and thoughts. And I think he got kind of jumbled in that spider web. While here, I think having Kid Cudi there, collaborating with him and balancing him out a little bit with a different perspective, but just as creative. That's why I think this album works because it's not Yeezy by himself. Kid Cudi's there to say, you know what, maybe we should go this way. Let's take a more artistic, calm approach because Kanye can get lost in his own head. And that's why I actually think Ye was such a scary album for him because people confirmed that, listen, this guy's all over the place. He has genius in there, and there's genius in that album, but it wasn't translated well. And maybe he does for a little bit before he, until he gets his shit together. Maybe he does need to just collaborate with some artists that can uh, check him and kind of work with him on the albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, if you think he just needs someone to keep him in check... Yeah. Uh, I've got good news for you. <laughs> Tell me. He's already... He's Mary cutting divorcing from Kardashian. <laughs> he's got... He's uh, not rumored, but on the docket, he's got two more albums coming. Nice. One with Nas. Fuck yes. Right? Yes. Hell yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And the other with Tiana Taylor. Okay, nice. Actually, a female collaborator would be great for him, Right, actually. yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. so, so he's just got... Dude, you know that Nas album? That's going to have at least a couple bangers. Because Nas, old school G. Old school Been Nas. in the game forever. And he, if you look back at Nas's albums, he's got a polished track record. 
Yes. He's never had a bomb album. Like, dude, oh my god. Not I can go on. I love Nas to death. So, all right, bro. Let's give our final ratings. And if you don't mind, I want to start first. And now kind of talking with you through this album, and I'm glad I did because it's a little more complicated album. I have to say I really like this album. I think much better than Ye. Still not his best. I'm not going to put it in the top tier of Kanye albums. But I do give it a solid B to B+. Maybe a, a solid B because of the Kid Cudi creativity and how... Sp- I think this is a special album. And I think it will be remembered fondly in years to come. And it will age very well. How about you? So what's your... I would say solid B+. I'm going to give it a B+, because of the creativity and the complexity to it. Okay. Um, I think I'm ready to give it an A-. <gasps> yeah. Say what? Yeah, no, I, Damn, I think so. Because like, uh, like, oh. I've been listening to this nonstop. And sure. Like, I'm putting it up there with one of his, uh, some of his other albums. Okay. A-, it'd be good. I just want to be a little different because B B plus is probably where I was going to head. But like, <laughs> I'll give it another one because honestly, I've been listening no, to, oh, yeah. to this nonstop. Like, really? It's good. Ever since, like all the tracks, or just like you skipping around? No, well, so I've got I've got songs that I that I'm skipping around on, but like mm. most of the albums really good. Five out of seven, I would say, are really good tracks. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty amazing for any album to be batting that high of a percentage. Pretty dope. You yeah. Know what I mean. So A minus B plus, congrats Kanye, and we and you guys already know out there when the Nas collaboration comes out, and what was the other collaboration with? Tiana Taylor. With Tiana Taylor, we will be reviewing those as well. We can't wait. So that's definitely a get hype moment. Yeah. Can't fucking wait, dude. What a great time to be alive right now. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> wait, Arslan. Yeah. I really enjoyed that conversation, but do you hear something? Nope. You don't hear anything? Yes, people. Ba-da-ba. Oh, it's been forever since we heard that theme song. Scoop dirty poop. Scoopity buffa boop. <laughs> so, guys, Game of Thrones. No, the new season isn't premiering anytime soon. We will have <laughs> to wait till 2019 to see that epic finale. But, Arslan, did you hear the exciting news? Um, no. Game yeah, of I Thrones? did. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> no. fuck out of here. Yes, people, that's right. Game of Thrones prequel announced by HBO in collaboration with George R. R. Martin. And get this. It is going to take place, hold on to your panties, 10,000 years before the events that we currently know in Westeros. What happened 10,000 years ago? I don't know. Ago? That's weird. Why? That's it, a long time, is like it? It's going to be dinosaurs. It's a Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. <laughs> Yo, you see Chris Pratt there? Turns out it was our planet. Right yeah, before exactly. That a meteor hit? Yeah. Wow, that actually blew my mind. Turns out that was Earth the whole time, but it's like the next generation. Whew. I wonder why they're going so far back. That's what I'm curious about because uh, up till now, the rumor, I don't know if you heard the rumors, but... It was speculated that it would be the Robert Baratheon War and how they overthrew yeah. the Mad King. So that was the popular fan hype. Yeah, that was... But then when HBO came out, everybody's like, say, skirt, you know, 10,000. So they're really going back to like the origin of like the white the dragons, yeah. the White Walkers. All so this that was shit. like when everything was like that whole uh, continent of Westeros was kind of first evolving into what we see now. But I just wonder, like, are you excited about this at all? I, f- I am excited because um, it's the same group doing it, so... The same creators, so, right. So, like, 
it's definitely going to get that level of quality. Sure. And they've earned, they've definitely got a budget to do so. Yeah. So like I am excited about it. Um, and I think, I think one one other thing that kind of adds to the excitement or keeps it at this, at a pretty high level, they're not gonna botch what we already love about Game of Thrones it's because so they're not. The it's so far. It's like a completely different show. Yeah, exactly. With the same title. With the same title. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Baby arms. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but yeah. So the one thing that and for um, audience members, he literally just did the T Rex arms right here in front of me. That was beautiful. So the, so the one thing that um they were gonna touch on is that mm-hmm. so you know how like we, you when you watch Game of Thrones and everyone's like, yeah yeah we haven't seen dragons in forever yeah th- this was at the, the you know our grandparents and whatever used to tell us stories about like it back in their time you know <laughs> back when we had dragons yeah, yeah or, or like stories about that they're like. Yeah. This show is gonna basically, like, like the interesting thing is, you know how word when word travels from one person to another person, it gets distorted. Exactly, the telephone game. Right. right. So, yeah. so, so now you you hear stories ten thousand years later mm-hmm. of these things that are gonna be completely, completely different, different, which from, is good. Yeah. Which is what's gonna be like, oh, <laughs> is so these people did not know what the fuck they were talking about. Right. They have a whole like they have whole like. Um, like their houses and all their stories and all that. It's yeah. all bullshit. And even like how the White Walkers were created. It wasn't a guy tied to a tree. It's like a dragon fucked an ice cube. And they popped <laughs> out of White Walker. You know or ice I mean? cube, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the ice cube shows up. Yeah, no, but no, ice, 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 White Walker. <laughs> but no, but that's actually a good point. And I think that will be really cool to play on that, right? Yeah, that's that exactly, how yeah. generations distort and make it a little more romantic. Because what if these stories of all these heroic people, they go back. And these people were actually the biggest pieces of shit. Kind of like, um, who was that latest Battle of the Bastards? Um, not Joffrey. Um, the super twisted. With John Ramsey. S- Ramsey. Yeah, like yeah. the they're like Ramsey level shitheads. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, so far what they've so far what they've said is uh, they're going back to an era, mm. and it describes an age of heroes that descended into a time of darkness. Mm, okay. So that's again, cool. it's, it's going like to be that. new, new heroes. Right now, there's no one from this old cast that's been named to be in this prequel. Because well, they weren't even a sperm yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, a thousand yeah, years ago, I know. That, that's right. Just yeah. no pops up. It's like, wait, this timeline doesn't. Add yeah, up. exactly. Well, so the cool part about this, because initially my my enthusiasm was dampened when the first announcement came, right? Because I was really hoping for that major war when Robert and Ned teamed up to defeat the Mad King. Because from all the yes. little tidbits we got during the first season of Game of Thrones, it sounded epic, right? Because yeah. the Mad King was incredibly twisted, his dragons, and how they took him down. So I wanted to see that. But the good news is, is that's not off the table. They can still do it. But, I, I but think... by, by backing it up 10,000 years, now they can work and do a bunch of offshoots and really build the world beyond the main uh, game, the, the throne battles that they have right now, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, I think... Um... We all want to see that Mad King. Yes, like we don't want it, but yes. like that's that's like a that's not a whole season worth of stuff, right? But do so you I, want it to be a whole season because like what I if don't, they do but like a mini series, like small little minis. I don't need yeah, another Game I agree. of Thrones major. I agree with that, but season. I think I think I think H was thinking long longevity, long term. Oh, how do they keep? Wise. How do how do they keep yeah. the cash flow and then like them relevant? If you think of that, another the, the ten mini, seasons. <laughs> yeah, it, that's exactly it. Another, another ten seasons, because because I don't know if you read, but this prequel is due a year after 
the season finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, shit, so 2020, right? So they're playing, oh, so, so they're thinking long term now. You know, we end one show, we start another show. Okay. And then they probably want, and now they have 10,000 years to catch up on. <laughs> so maybe the f- f- the final season of this next show is yeah. you're going to get your Mad King reenactment. You get a new season every year. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 seasons. 10,000 years, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's going to be cool. And listen, HBO knows what they're doing because based on the quality of the current uh, run of Game of Thrones, I can't fucking wait because that cliffhanger at the end, which we discussed in earlier episodes, check it out, all the high podcasts on Apple, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. We discussed it, and I can't believe they've made us wait two years for this goddamn finale. And even better, the last season is going to be, uh, last episode is going to be two hours, and it's going to be played in movie theaters. Yeah. And I, you know, you and I are going to go, and we're going to record that night this uh, podcast so we can yeah. post it for all you guys. 100%. Because that's going to be a controversial ending. I bet. There's no way that this is not. Well, some crazy every shit. episode is. Con- well. Every episode, every season finale is controversial in its own way, right? Because no one's ever happy. There's always some shit that's good, that doesn't Tragic, that, that we think is gonna right. happen that doesn't happen, or right. somebody ends up dying and come back to life. Jon Snow, Jon Snow, but still, like it's crazy. Like I don't know, we're not gonna be happy about it, but they've got to end the season on right. a on a high note. And plus, they've got to end it because they don't have any more books to go off of. Like, well, they still he, don't, but, well, like... also, he's slow as fuck. George R. R. Martin? Oh, my God, dude. People... You know those asshole fans of books that say, oh, I know what's happening. Now we've surpassed them, and now right. we'll, like, suck our dicks, right? Because, like, you've kind but of But the good thing surpassed. is... He's, he's taking his time. Like, that's what you book nerds get for reading pages. God. Yeah, but now his ending can be completely different. Well, actually, so, it's good... Thank you for bringing that up, because there's a really interesting article where George R. R. Martin described it like this. There's the writers of the show and himself, right? The books and the TV. And they said, the roads are different, but they meet at the same end. So the path they take is totally different. So he's like, you can watch the show, see the finale, then read my book and see a whole different journey to that same end. Which yeah. I think is kind of cool. My And my only thing is, like, I don't know how interesting the past is going to be. And are they going to over-explain? Because there are some things that are left to be for us to romanticize about or kind of think about because when you over explain something man i'm not gonna lie kind of loses some of its luster you know what i mean so i hope they just find the right balance and we're not oversaturated with game of thrones like we are star wars right now with all the annualized movies and the marvel movies because i feel like great time to be a nerd but the saturation point if we keep at this and being bombarded with uh media we're gonna get exhausted i will disagree that I mean, I agree that that's likely to happen in most of these cases. Yeah. But that's why it's you hand it off to people that know what they're doing, right? Mm. So, like, if it's if it's truly a great show and you want to keep it that way, you want to keep the quality up, yeah. then you got to put in that work. you got to make sure every episode is good and you're not just churning out garbage. And hire which, the right talent to manage it, right? But, but the churning out the garbage thing, I mean, that's what, like... I mean, garbage in, garbage out. If if that's what you're if that's what you're putting into it, then mm. like that's what you're gonna get out of it. Then people are gonna True. start thinking, oh, what happened to the show? It fell off. I mean, how many shows have fallen off? Like they, season one oh is amazing, God. and then everything Westworld, after that. Westworld currently one of their other big shows. Season was, two yeah. is not receiving nearly as good a reviews because it's me. I fell off the show because it's getting boring. But there's so many shows like that. That season one I is agree. just great, and then you don't. 
And see, season one is, and I'm not saying it's easy, but like it's easier because you've got a fresh idea, you're introducing new characters, developing those characters, mm-hmm. and then season two comes, and now you've got to figure out what, what direction I go in. Because all the surprises has gone with your main core, and yeah. then, like you said, how do you engage? And then you add introduce new characters, and then you become saturated. Like exactly, there's a lot yeah. of complaints where now there's too many characters to follow. Yeah, right? exactly. And that was that's that's a big thing that Game of Thrones. Like people that start Game of Thrones, hmm. you either if you don't like it, it's that reason because you 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 end up getting like overwhelmed by so many different storylines. Right. Eventually, you get used to it, and then you're like, oh, it's all connecting somehow somewhere. It's not. It's never connecting fast enough. So if anyone's starting out Game of Thrones, you got you got to be a patient motherfucker. Hell yeah, you have to be patient. Yes. But anyways, but again, to that point, so many storylines and mm. so many people like working in fit everything together. Right. That's where, like, I think their their writers and producers excel at. Right. So if they're gonna right. do that, I mean, I, I don't mind. And they manage a big cast well because you think they about do. Game of Thrones, how many players there are in the current season, and and they the way they cut and manage the episodes and space all the storylines in between, I think they do a phenomenal job, and that's a testament to the yeah. show that holds its ground where other shows fall apart. And they travel a lot for that show because they have to get yes. the right weather and and, and terrain for yeah. e- for each type of setting. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, that's a lot of work on their part. So, like, I don't mind giving them a year and a half, two years. Yeah, to, take to your do, time, flush it out. Yeah, Do it well. And if you want to take another two years for, the ne- for you know, whatever next show you're doing or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. If you're cranking it out year after year, again... If you're churning out garbage, then take the take the next year. But I think we can both agree the hype level is really high, though, right? For this one, certified well, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, Game of Thrones is the most pirated television show in the <laughs> I'm world. Not surprised at That's all. That's crazy, right? Yeah, man, the most pirated show. So. Hey, man, good on them. We can't wait. And, yeah. hey, that's a get hype moment. Certified, stamped on it. Yeah, I mean, you just got to wait till 2020, but, I mean. <laughs> that's two years I'll to build I'll put it on up. my calendar. Hey, two years of blue balls. We can handle it. Yeah, you I mean, I mean, yeah. We're yeah. used to it now with Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly, so, like, right. so can't wait for a game of the season finale for Game of Thrones. And then this oh, next yeah. show, like, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I was, I was getting worried that, you know, it's kind of an interesting feeling when you ha- when you love this show. You put so many years into like think about how many years have we put into Game of Thrones? A lot, dude. Seven could, years. And I, and I came in later. I came in. I'm I'm gonna be a man and admit this. I came when it really got hype. I wasn't one of the OGs on the show. So I came in later than you. So I had like worry. three seasons already. So same. I, and I heard there are some people that haven't seen any of it. And they're waiting for the last season. They can watch all of them in a row. I'm jealous of those people. Cause yeah. Can you imagine getting into it now? Oh, my God, dude. That's got to be the last best way to experience it. Last season. So I did that with my wife. Uh, she had not seen it. She had seen snippets oh, of it when shit. I watched it. And okay. so we watched from season one. Mm-hmm. And then we caught up to season seven. And you watched the finale with us, remember? Yeah, I do. That and was so, a good night. so we all yeah. watched it together. Mm-hmm. And so like we were all caught up. Like, And she, she was called caught up. So, and it was great watching <laughs> yes. it with her. Like that was, that was one of the most fun, like... Rewatches I've done, right? Because like then I'm, my wife's there and I can see her reaction to everything I've already already reacted on, and that was great. Nice. So yeah, so again, I I think that I think I understand where where you're coming from. Yeah, man. But like I can't wait. I hope they do a good job. I hope they end the story well. I think they're going to, and like, and hey, there's a lot of fun fan theory. So all you guys out there that are listening. Shoot us an email. Let us know if you're hyped and you're hyped for even the prequel. Let us know what you want, what prequel offshoots you want to see. 
Yeah. Because I can't, I would love to get like a bunch of responses and then kind of sift through them and see what are the, some of the best storylines that we can come up with for the Game of Thrones writers and then submit to HBO and get like greenlit. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, no. Brand's the Night King, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know we've had arguments about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, guys, Arslan, thank you for joining us this week, man. Like, it's been. An amazing. This has been a pretty I'm hype. I'm here week. every week. I know. You make it sound I, like I don't I just, do my I just, job. I just want to thank you. You know, what I mean, you're only the co-founder and co-host of this podcast, but mm. hey, whatever. You know? yeah. And our social media manager. That's yep. <laughs> Except for not paying you for that. <laughs> 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 well, no, story of my life. <laughs> no, but seriously, this has been a hype ass week. Um, it's good. It's really good to be back. And guys, remember. If you have any responses on the review to the Kanye album or you have any uh, kind of questions and concerns, write in to all the hype podcast at gmail.com and we'll answer it live on air or we'll reflect on it on next week's topics. And with all that said, Arslan. Yeah. Get hype, baby. Get hype. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, guys. Oh, that's right. We talked about social. That's right, guys. The All the Hype podcast Instagram. Uh, homepage is now live thanks to our boy Mr. Arslan. We are here. We and, made it. And we are literally all the hype podcasts, all one word. Just search us on Instagram, follow us, and we will keep you guys updated with all the hype. And if you guys write in, we will feature you on the Instagram page as well. So get hyped, guys, and we'll see you guys all next week for your daily dose of hype. Get hyped. Peace out. <laughs>